This is Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. This is Sports Call on WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app. My name is JJ Jackson. Uh, Ryan, the voice here with me. Brant's here. Brooks Childress is as well. Sports Call, our podcast, is brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss Sports Call Live, or if you just want to hear something again, make sure you go back and listen to our show on demand wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy an ice-cold Coca-Cola to go along with the hottest sports talk, Coca-Cola, taste the feeling uh we'll go to our auburn bank phone line as we talked about a little bit earlier uh five or six years ago i settled into this new spot taking over auburn's first at auburn's favorite sports talk show uh spent a year or so working alongside bill cameron and then got the chance to have this program of my own and knew that the first person who i would want to chat with uh, would be my good pal brian matthews from auburnsports.com so he's got to be one of the last guests i talked to here on the program and he's here with us now b matt i certainly do appreciate the time hope christmas was uh very exciting for you and glad to have you back on the program oh it was great i'd like to welcome everybody to the liverpool hour of this program yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're ready to rock and roll aren't we Absolutely. Got a new signing in already for January, so things are looking up. And, and now that the World Cup is over, we're back in action with soccer, yep. and uh, yeah, it's going to be so much fun to follow for sure. Yeah, man, it's just it's crazy we've gotten here and had so many conversations over the years and just being able to pick your brain. You've seen a lot of Auburn athletics over the years, BMAT, so I said i got to make sure we, uh, we chat with Brian yeah. one final time while I'm kind of running the show here. Sounds terrific, and I have it, those years are getting a lot longer than they're supposed to. But here <laughs> I am. Yep. Uh, well, I want to talk a little bit about this Auburn basketball team. A big win last night against Florida, three-point victory for the Tigers to win their SEC opener. Uh, offense was pretty ugly at times, but ultimately, a win is a win. Is that kind of how you felt about the game last night, B Matt? It is, and you know, I, I think this is Auburn this year, right? They're a defensive team. They're a team with a lot of depth, and they're a team that needs to, to win the rebounding, you know, the boards, and um, just find a way to, you know, come through in the clutch because I think they're going to be in a, in a lot of close, low-scoring games this season, and it's going to sort of be a, a dogfight for them. And uh, they showed uh, against Florida at home that they could pull one out. I, was, I thought it was a big win. I mean, I just I, maybe some team in the SEC is going to get hot and run away with it, but I have a feeling there's going to be um, – you know, a lot of ups and downs in this uh, race for the championship. Brian, when you look back at last night's game, talk about the Auburn Tigers' ability to kind of limit Castleton because uh, he was going to be a guy, Bruce Pearl talked about it earlier this week, that's really killed the Tigers when they've played the Gators over the past few years. Yeah, he was, I think it was one for six. I mean, they did a great job of, of really defending him before he got the ball because a lot of times once he gets the ball, it's over because he's such a, uh, just a talented technician down there low, but they, they forced him out a little bit. A, a lot of his catches were near the top of the lane or outside the lane, and I, and I think that affected him a little bit. And um, You know, he's a very physical player, and I was concerned that, you know, John A. and, um, and uh, Dylan weren't able weren't going to be able to match up with them, but they did a good job being physical, too. So I thought it was an outstanding job by Albert defending him and um, – you know, Florida took advantage of it sometimes. You know, they had some nice backdoor cuts and such and layups and easy dunks. But overall, I thought Auburn really did a great job defensively. 
Since we're uh, on the topic, let's talk a little bit more about Janai Broom. He's had a heck of a last couple of games. Uh, talk about him and uh, how he seems to have uh, picked up his play over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think you're right on. I mean, I don't know how many consecutive um, double-digit scoring games he's had now, but it's it's a fair number. And, um, you know, seems to be a double-double guy just about every time out now. And you've seen his progression from, you know, back in November to now, right? He's gotten better and better, gotten used to playing at this level. And it is really um, just a key guy down low for Auburn, you know. And, and you can see him becoming, I think, more confident offensively, making more shots, um, getting in there. And, you know, Auburn had a chance for a lot more, really. You know, they missed some, some easy shots, but they kept getting in there and getting those offensive rebounds and getting second chances. And, and eventually those are going to fall. And, Brian, what do you think this team does to try and get a little bit more offense? I know that this team overall is just not going to turn into – some great offensive team that we've seen a couple of Bruce Pearl teams be, but what are the things that you think they can do just to make marginal gains as they progress through SEC play to continue to win a clutch game like last night? Well, they only attempted 14 three-pointers, which I think is good for this team, right? Because I just don't think they're a good three-point shooting team. Uh, so I, I think they need to continue to limit themselves there and um, only take wide open good shots in rhythm. And, and I think they're doing a pretty good job of that, and I think they could probably shoot better than 3 or 14, which they did um, last night. The other thing I think um, is just Jalen Williams. I, I know that Chris Pearl said that the back is still bothering him a little bit. I think it was um, the Washington game. No, no, maybe it was the USC game. I, I can't remember, but he landed hard on his back. It was USC. Um, so he's still bothered by that. But him being more aggressive and just being – the guy for Auburn, I think, is another thing this team needs, right? That they need to be relying on him to be the scorer, the guy that um, gets things going, the guys that, that when the other team's on a run, steps up and makes a big shot. So uh, that's another area. And then if they could just get some more consistency uh, scoring out of the um, three position, that would help. Um, you know, Chris Moore's been playing his tail off right and scoring pretty good. Allen just hasn't found it yet. But, um, you know, I don't think people should give up on him or get down on him. He's out there hustling. Uh, playing hard and, and maybe at some point you can have that breakthrough Brian when you look at the rest of the league you kind of alluded to it you think a little bit of be up and down we did see Arkansas lose at LSU last night saw Tennessee challenged by Ole Miss who does not figure to be uh, a very uh, a, a accomplished team this year so yeah. when you look at this SEC is it going to be a matter of kind of just win your home games and just kind of hang on and some on the road, or just what do you think about this SEC as a whole? That's exactly what I think. I mean, I know that, you know, Alabama's had some really nice wins, right? But they've also got two losses, just like Auburn does. Um, you know, LSU looks good. Missouri's off to a nice little start here. But I, I think this is going to be a real fight throughout. You know, I, I just, I'd be surprised if somebody was able to pull away and, and really, you know, take control of this by February. I just think, um, Auburn's going to be in this mix with six, seven, eight other teams, you know, all sort of battling out. And I don't know if Auburn's good enough offensively to win the SEC championship this year, but I think they're going to be part of that, you know, conversation, part of that, um, part of that battle. Brian Matthews is our guest here on Sports Call. Follow him on Twitter at bmatau. Awesome work with AuburnSports.com. Make sure you listen to the rundown each and every week. I tend to find myself laughing at uh, their commentary. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to have to stop by now that I don't have ties 
here, Brian, I'm going to have to find a new home uh, to kind of rattle off some takes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I want people to make sure they check that out, but I do want to transition a little bit to uh, this football team and the yes. coaching staff appears to finally yes. have been completed for Hugh Freeze, a wide receiver coach, Marcus Davis, that's coming back to the Plains. Yes, and this is what I like the most about the coaching staff now that the on the field uh, is complete. I like that Hugh Freeze went out and got two very experienced coordinators that can sort of run that side of the ball, and it frees him up to be more of a recruiter, which Auburn desperately, desperately needed, and it showed already. And then he's built out the rest of the staff with young, youngish, hungry guys. I mean, I know Weston McGriff is more of a veteran guy, but most of the other guys are um, in their 20s or 30s, I think. Uh, so um, I'm excited about this staff and what they can do recruiting-wise. I mean, I thought they'd had a fantastic finish. Uh, the number of guys they flipped from other SEC schools or, or schools like Florida State or um, Ohio State with uh, Kai and Lee, I just thought that was very, very impressive. And if they can start winning some of these high-profile battles for rivals 100-type players and five stars here in you know the spring or in July and June when a lot of these guys make decisions, I, I just think um, you know you're going to see this program turn itself around really, really quickly. And, Brian, you kind of touched on it there, but I want to go a little bit more in depth. What were your thoughts on uh, this recruiting class that Hugh Freeze was able to put together in a very short amount of time? Yeah, and uh, they got oh, yeah, 18 signees, still 19 commitments. Uh, Jeremiah Cobb's going to sign, I think, um, February 1st is the first day in the late signing period, but moved all the way up to number 16 in the country in all rankings, which I thought was very impressive considering the circumstances. I think, um, you know, getting Keldrick Falk from FSU and Kyan Lee, the cornerback, uh, from Ohio State late was, was huge on signing day. I think getting Isaiah Miller, a Duke offensive lineman, uh, who could potentially be a starting right tackle next year, a guy that was committed to Ole Miss was big. And then adding um, is it Dylan Wade, yeah, the, the, the Tulsa um, offensive tackle, who could be Auburn's left tackle next year. In the span of just a few days was big. I mean, that's, that's a big hole on Auburn's team, that offensive line. They may have, uh, you know, filled that, and they need more, right? They need more competition, but... Uh, there were some big steps taken, and just all the guys they added um, uh, late was just impressive to me. Stephen Johnson flipping from Arkansas, Connor Lou flipping from Miami, um, Colton Hood flipping from UCF, I think. Um, just uh, trying to think uh, the, the safety, they, uh, Sylvester, um, they flipped from Tennessee, I can't think of his last name, but it was just a really impressive um, finish to that recruiting class. And then, Brian, when you look at, uh, you know, still work to be done going to the late signing period uh, in February and then transfer portal, what do you think this Tigers team and Hugh Freeze is looking to add with, a, with the transfer portal here coming down the stretch? Yeah, and Sylvester Smith was a safety. Uh, but I think they've still got some key areas to address. They've got some pass rushers now. They, they signed three uh, high school kids, although uh, Wilkie Deneuve may end up being a, a bigger uh, Kobe Wooden type uh, defensive end. We'll see. Uh, but they've got to go out and get immediate help there because they don't really have pass rushers on this team right now. And the problem is uh, pass rushers are real premium, whether it's in recruiting high school players or, or portal players. So they're going to have to they're going to have to step up and really compete with some big boys uh, when the right guy jumps in the portal there. I think they definitely need a quarterback, and they're going to find one. Uh, it's just a matter of finding the right one. And they definitely need to continue to help out uh, the defensive line and the offensive line. The line of scrimmage is still a, a big area of need and then you look at linebacker um you know if you watch auburn's linebackers last year uh i thought they struggled at times they got better 
um, late as, as they got a little bit more aggressive and started playing their strengths. But they could use a, a thumper in the middle um, that could play between the tackles and maybe uh, some of the guys that redshirted or some of the young guys could step up and fill that role. But that's an area I think they can improve too through the transfer portal. Tell us what the Matthews family has planned for New Year's, Brian. Uh, well, all our kids are growing up now, so uh, Ivana and I, my wife, are going to go down to the beach for a couple of days and hang out down there. There we uh, go. friends and have a little fun, so uh, looking forward to that. Black yeah. Eyed Peas on New Year's Day, is that a tradition or no? I mean, I think, I think you've got to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be afraid not to. It's unlucky not to, yeah. Just I needed right. to make sure. I didn't know if you had any hot takes out there, Brian, that I wasn't aware of, but good to hear. No, I'm, Pretty traditional as far as that goes. <laughs> Tell us one more time about AuburnSports.com and what we can find there, buddy. I appreciate it. We're going to continue to roll out the coverage of the transfer portal, recruiting, basketball, football, you name it. AuburnSports.com and baseball is just around the corner, too. Uh, you can follow me at BMATAU on Twitter. You never walk alone. Go Reds. I've right. greatly cherished these calls over the years, Brian, and I know the guys are going to continue to have you a part of the program. But thanks for making time here today and, and all our conversations over the years. Uh, I appreciate you and uh, good fortune. Absolutely. Uh, I look forward to working with you in the future.